It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, and I forgot to plug in the iPhone. Ah, you think it'd be like I'd get used to this by now. It's only been like three years or something like that. <laughs> Do we have audio? No, audio's not working yet. Let me just try it again. Yeah, there we go. Maybe there was no audio in the beginning. Okay, so we're having technical difficulties on, I, uh, on the iPhone. What can I do? Uh, let's see here. Oh, fixed. <laughs> Today is Tuesday, the 29th of August. What a day. It's a, it's a good day to be here online with you. Um, this is Ask a Traffic Cop, that show on the internet that answers your traffic and police questions. Now, we are based in the city of Toronto, in the province of Ontario, of the country of Canada. It's a great place to live, work, and play. And laws are different wherever you go. So if you're in Ontario, then basically everything we talk about really applies to you. If you're elsewhere, well, it depends. So please let me know where you're calling. You're, if, you're, if you're outside of Ontario, please make sure you let me know where you are. Uh, because I may have to adjust my answer to accommodate you. I am. Uh, what am I? What do I? What do we want to talk about? I want to talk. I put a video out this morning. It was actually a uh, a video which is a replay. So TikTok does this thing on this day hashtag, and they bring up performing videos from your your past, and they they allow you to repost them. So I did, and this one is very topical. It's about a license plate frame. Uh, or it's, it's ask it's about license plate frames. Yes, are you allowed to put covers and frames on your plates? And I always love the 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 anger that it causes. People are so angry that you can't put a license plate cover. One person said, you know, making the world safer. One, uh, what, 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 can I, I have to quote this. It was keeping the public safe. One license plate cover ticket at a time. What a coke. Uh, what a what a joke. Not a, what a coke. Diet Coke. No, this is this is a joke uh, from Adam Hancock, and you know it's that it's that it's funny because when people make these comments, they don't understand why license plate covers are illegal. If they did, I don't think they'd be so against it. Here's the deal: we appreciate your desire to cover a license plate and make it look tinted and cool and purple and green, and and put your dealership logo or you know. I don't know, whatever it is that you want to put. But the problem is it interferes with the ability to have that plate read by the police, by the public, by anyone. It also helps lawbreakers evade capture, not be detected by automated enforcement cameras, not be detected by automatic license plate readers. People get involved with hit-and-run collisions. You know, unlawful driver takes off. Now we can't catch them or we can't identify them. If you're involved in a collision and the person who hits you leaves and you can't identify the vehicle, this is affecting you, the average person. It's important. And when people make these comments and, and suggest that we're not doing important work by enforcing these laws, it frustrates me because they don't understand the scope. And I get it. Not everybody gets the full picture. Anyway, we'll talk more about that in a bit. Uh, I already told you that my name is Sean Shapiro, and then I, have I told you? My, well, my, my name is Sean Shapiro, and I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service, and I talk about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff every single day, like even with my kids at home. Now, we are currently broadcasting on a multitude of platforms. We are on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and also, also on the platform formerly known as Twitter. It's called X. Uh, 
do do do. Actually, uh, we're we're trying something new. So uh, the just I have to I have to talk to the producer. Producer, if you use the private chat, I can't actually put it on screen. But if you go and put it onto the uh, put it into the chat as the interface. Oh, I think you did it. Haha, <laughs> you did it. Never mind. You figured it out on your own. You're awesome. Uh, we're we're trying new things here, growing live. Uh, if you want to ask questions on any of the platforms, just drop your your uh, comments in the chat, except for X, formerly known as Twitter, because it doesn't work. So if you're on X, go to trafficcop.ca. Join us on the YouTube, and then I can do wonderful things like uh, hitting the button and saying good morning to Tim Shallow, who says, good morning, Sean. Good morning, Tim. Uh, cool. Oh, and awesome. Okay. We are just catching up here. Stelios X2 do, do, do. does dual motor of 500 watts make Suron legal? Uh, interesting. I you know what my understanding is there's no are you saying that there's a dual motor Suron uh, that's five, that that has two 500 watt motors because you're not allowed to have more than 500 watts. So does two 500 watt watt uh, does 500 does two 500 watt watts, uh, does two 500 watt motors make a thousand watts or is it 500 watts? Uh, I'd have to do some research. My understanding is there's a, there, that there isn't a 500 watt Suron. There's a restriction on a much more powerful motor to have it act as a 500 watt motor, but that is not a 500 watt motor. Uh, so yeah, if you want to send me the make and model of the, uh, of the unit, I can have a look at it for you and I can give you an answer. But the problem is that um, very often companies are, are basically putting a capacitor or a, or a limiter uh, on the motor to have it act as though it doesn't go over 32 kilometers and act as though it doesn't do more than 500 watts, but it's still a five, it's still a thousand or, or 12,000 or whatever watt motor just, you know, disguised as a 500 watt motor. It's still, it's, it's not legal, uh, but send me the make model or the, we know it's Suron. So let me know what the, uh, uh, the power output is, the, the actual manufactured power output. Anyway, moving on. Are yellow headlights tint legal? So you cannot tint headlights at all. You're allowed to have a yellow headlight, but there's, there's actually a separate law that says you can't tint them. So I would suggest that you uh, not tint them. Leave it alone. White or yellow lights, but not tinted. Uh, and I would assume that's because of, uh, uh, actually, I have no idea why that is. I'm just telling you that there's a law that says you can't tint. So I don't want to give you permission to make it yellow tint and put you in a situation where you get in trouble because I'm trying to avoid getting you in trouble. You see, we're here to protect you with information so you make good decisions. Uh, what do we got here? Back to questions. Oh, Johnny Nguyen says, good morning, Sean. Good morning to you, Johnny. Uh, before I get too far, I want to make sure that I tell you what's going on in the world of Vision Zero because I talk about Vision Zero at the beginning of every show, and I started going right into the mix without talking about it, so I have to correct my error. Okay, big four, that's what they're focused on, speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and impaired driving. Those are the activities, driver behaviors, choices that drivers make on the road and put lives at risk, not only themselves, but everybody else on the road. And we are in the game of reducing risk to road users. We want to make sure that everyone on the road goes home safe and sound every day. And we know that those activities lead to serious injury and death on our roads all the time. So those dedicated officers can be found today in 22 Division and 42 Division. Those are the neighborhoods of Etobicoke, West Mall, Queensway, Etobicoke, General, Malvern, Agent Court, Milliken, Rouge, you know, Scarborough. Uh, 
we post this on our social media accounts every day. We tell people where we're going to be, which many people wonder, well, why are we telling people where we're going to be to do enforcement? We're telling people because the people who live in those neighborhoods, the folks that live there deserve to be safe, to, to, to worry less, uh, because they're supposed to be able to live, work, and play in a safe way. And drivers who go through those areas recklessly, you know, not following the law, yeah, they're, they're making it unsafe. We have to take away their licenses. How do we do that? We charge them for offenses when they commit them. Those charges lead to fines and points, demerit points when accumulated, eventually take away your license. You get suspended. Uh, question from TikTok. Am I going to the CNE today? I, I actually have no plans to go to the CNE. Uh, it is like I can walk across the street and go there. And, and maybe I should. Maybe I need some some mustard and ketchup flavored ice cream. I've yet to try that, by the way. That was last year. Do they even have it there this year? I don't know. I was on a meeting recently, uh, recently like 20 minutes ago, and there was some cheese stuffed Doritos or something. That's what they were talking about. Um, these all sound interesting. None of them sound like they are carb-free, and I'm trying to be carb-free. <laughs> trying, not exactly carb-free, but, you know, reduced carbs. Uh, what do we got here? Chase. Uh, question from Chase is, how does it work when a hit-and-run victim only got a partial plate? Do you type in the numbers and hope you find the car that matches? Well, actually, um, we can search partial plates. It does increase the workload for investigations, and we don't always catch the people, which is why why we want plates to be legible, why it's legally required to have legible plates. Obviously, people who don't want to be honest like to cover those plates. Uh but we do search and then we, we investigate. We, if we have to track, like for serious collisions, if someone gets involved in a, in a collision, we get a partial plate, uh, we may be going to visit 20 or 30 different cars that are close matches to see what's going on, you know? Uh, it's all about the investigative process at that point. Uh, do you pull over the closest side or always to the right? So the law says that you must pull over to the nearest curb or edge of roadway. Now, that means that if you're on a regular two-lane road, undivided, you're going to be pulling over to the right always because the other, it, it, otherwise the only other curb ridge of roadway is in the opposing traffic, like in the oncoming traffic. That would be unsafe. If you're on a divided highway, like a multi-lane expressway, then it's possible that the left lane would be the closest one, and it would be lawful for you to do it. But in most cases, when possible, we'd prefer you to go to the right. We don't want to have you to try and get back on the highway after being stopped and have to go into what is commonly referred to as the fast lane or passing lane, even though they're all the same speed limit. Um, it, it's just less safe and we want it to be as safe as possible. So the right curb, right shoulder, right edge of roadway is where we want to send you always. Okay. Some good stuff here. Dr. Nick, welcome back. Haven't seen you in a did we see you yesterday? I don't think we saw you yesterday. On a traffic stop, how would you verify a driver against their license photo if they have a religious headdress on and they cannot remove? Um, you have to you have to identify. You can't you can't just you can't cover up and not identify. And if it was an issue where uh, uh, we had concerns and we couldn't uh, resolve it, uh, we we may have to call for another officer. Maybe a female officer would attend. Uh, but we we've got to identify. We've got to Figure out who you are. And just saying that you're the person in the photo, um, it doesn't suffice. You need to identify the police. Uh, let's see here. What's this one? Can I get a ticket if I'm standing in a no-standing zone with a passenger in the car and I am away? It, so no standing is no standing. So no parking allows you to do immediate pickup and drop off. No standing is, is, is no standing as far as I can 
tell. I'm not the parking person. The parking person is on the road and not available at the moment. But let me just confirm uh, Toronto. I, I get these confused, so I understand why you get them confused. Toronto parking signs, standing, meaning. I need to, I need to clarify. Um, no stopping anytime, no standing anytime symbol is the most restrictive parking regulations in Toronto. Once a vehicle has ceased moving, even if occupied, it is deemed stopped or standing. If a driver chooses to stop or stand in these zones, they can be ticketed and towed. So even if there's someone in the car, you cannot stop in a no standing zone, period, unless you're directed by a police officer. Uh, that's on the Toronto Police Top 10 Ways to Avoid Getting a Parking Ticket. Let me have, open that in a, new, in a new page. Maybe there's more information we can talk about here. Okay. Actually, let's review. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Put it on screen. You can see what I see. Watch for signs and pavement markings. This is great advice. Uh, read the pay and play pay and display machine slash parking meters. Are there any parking meters left? Uh, be courteous. Okay. Stay away from corners. Leave bus stops for buses. Use off street parking. Park safe. Park safely at schools. And then this is what we were talking about. No, the no stopping anytime or no standing anytime symbols are the most restrictive. We talked about that. Um, the no parking anytime symbol is less restrictive. Drivers are allowed to use these zones while actively, while actually engaged. Like it actually works too. In loading and unloading goods to pick up or discharge passengers. Um, why do I? Why do I think the wording's wrong there? It says actually. I think it's actively. But anyway, uh, it doesn't really differentiate the difference between standing and stopping, and there is a difference, and I was hoping to have that definition for you right here. Anyway, back to other stuff. Hopefully that answers your question. Hopefully, hopefully. All right. Are the Toronto Police Service supposed to obey all traffic laws? Yes. However, we have exemptions that allow us to not obey all traffic laws. So ideally, we want to obey all traffic laws. However, our job requires us to do certain things, which we're allowed to do, even though they're not the same rules that you have. So essentially, we're allowed to speed. We're allowed to exceed the posted speed limit, and it's lawful. So we're not actually breaking the law because the law allows us to do it. But if you did it, you'd be breaking the law. Uh, so that's the story. We can do things that not everybody else can do. Uh, can we park in places that nobody else can park? Yes. Yes, we can. Uh, does that bother people? Yes. Yes, it does. But here's the deal. We can do things that others can't do because we're the police, because we're responding to emergency situations. And even when it's not an emergency, we have to be able to get to places. And it's not feasible to park six blocks down the street to go. Like People say, well, it's not an, if it's not a gun call, you shouldn't, you shouldn't park somewhere. Uh, you should park somewhere legally shouldn't block, you know, any, anywhere. Okay, but what happens if there is a gun call while we're dealing with the cat stuck in a tree? The priority call is now here. We have to respond, and we parked six blocks away not to offend anybody. That's a problem. So uh, the answer is we, we do our best, but we, we don't have to, and we aren't expected to follow all of them, and we're exempted from... Most of them. Like, we, we still have to stop for stop signs. We always have to stop for stop signs. It's one of those things people think lights and sirens go through a stop sign. No. Red light, lights and sirens, we can go through a red light, but we want to stop first. Anyway, little things. If you want more about that, ask me more about that. Tell us more about historic plates. I think you need to have a vehicle that's 30, 30 years old or, 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 or older to qualify for them, and uh, Chase might be able to 
uh, confirm that for me. Um, or I could go to the internet and ask uh, Ontario historic plates. Because for, I think for historic um, insurance, it's 20 years. Oh, here. Yeah, I was right. 30 years old for historic plate designation. So what else do you want to know about it? Wheels.ca has a, has a thing about it. Um, yeah, it's really, it's, it's for old wheels and cool wheels, but old cool wheels. And if you have a vehicle, I think 20 years or, or older, you might get classic insurance, but there's, it's really restrictive when it comes to um, how much driving you can do with said old car. Okay, this is Chase's commentary. Uh, it's sad that plenty of people try not to commit a particular offense only because they might get a ticket, but not simply because it might cause danger to everyone around them. I, I agree 100% with you, sir. Uh, this is why enforcement is so important because the average person doesn't do it because it's dangerous. They don't think it's dangerous. They, do, they, they, they follow the rule because they might get caught and that might cause their insurance to go up. And whatever the motivation is, whatever causes or, or influences someone to do the right thing, I support. If it's because you don't want to get a ticket, well, hallelujah, you do the right thing because you don't get a ticket and we're all safer for it. If it's because you actually buy into it, I really hope that's why, well, that's even better because you're doing it for the right reasons and that just makes me happy. But it, it, at the end of the day, I don't care why people follow the rules as long as they follow the rules. Yeah. Can a non-commercial vehicle tow two trailers connected? Uh, non-commercial, so this is tandem towing. It's something that is generally regarded as dangerous. And, um, it, but larger like commercial vehicles do have permission to do it in some circumstances. I'm not the commercial vehicle maven, uh, but my understanding is large vehicles, like uh, for instance, a, a large camper, a, a Winnebago type vehicle, uh, over a certain length can do it, non-commercial, otherwise it's commercial vehicles. Uh, Sergeant Campbell is away on vacation. He has, uh, he's the definitive go-to uh, towing vehicle person. So we'll have to, well, I've had it, I've, I've left it to him to describe because I, my understanding was there was, there was absolutely no non-commercial, uh, but he has, so he said some rules that changed recently. So let's circle back with the, when he comes back next week. All right. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Raddick has a question. Good morning. Can I drive a sports car with treadless bald tires in Ontario? No. Uh, you must have safe tires. Slicks are not for the road. They don't. Uh, they don't deal with water. They're not. They, like, it's one thing to say when you say treadless. Like you're talking about slicks, racing slicks. Yeah, those are not street legal. You must have tre uh, tread on your tires to be legal on the road. And we see all sorts of stuff, and we then pull people over and charge them for stuff because that's what the police do. Uh, but have you been seeing cars, or you just like, or do you, or do you like slicks? What? Okay. Um, I'm reading ahead, obviously. Go to the CNA cheeseburger ice cream? No. No. Not kosher, by the way. I don't keep kosher, but it's not. <laughs> I'm now intrigued. Is it? Is it like real meat ground up in the ice cream? Like that's That sounds disgusting. Um, but it could also be tasty, so I reserve judgment. But that sounds horrible. Um, let's see. 
<laughs> can I get a ticket if I'm standing in a no standing zone? We talked about this. How does this guy, is that duplication? Um, scrolling back here a bit. Okay. Do you always, let's see here. Do you always stop for pedestrian crossings before they start walking? So I think what you're trying to figure out if it's legally required for you to stop for pedestrians. Yes. If they're, if they're waiting and they're signaling and they're going into a crosswalk, uh, or if they've already entered the roadway and they're legally in the road, then, then yes, you should. Uh, and could you be charged if you don't? Yes, you can. Uh, but the problem is that if you're already in the midst of crossing, you, you're, you're, you've, there's, a, there's a threshold of, of similar to that of the point of no return. You're, you're actively turning or, or in the midst of crossing an intersection. The pedestrian still has a responsibility to ensure that it's safe to cross. They have to look both ways. Shocker, shocker. There's a responsibility for a pedestrian too. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I want to pull up because many people don't realize there's, there's pedestrian charges. There are pedestrian charges and it's a, let me, let me see if I can find it easily. Uh, pedestrian, where is it? Rules of the road. I want to see if I can find it easily because I think you'll find it interesting. Fail to yield pedestrian. Okay. That's what we would charge you for if you didn't yield to them. $365 for demerit points, which would also trigger, by the way, a 30-day suspension or 90-day suspension or uh, get you kicked out of the graduated licensing program. There, I, there, I, I swear there's one that where it's pedestrian failing to yield to, like, like to a vehicle in the intersection. Of course, I'm not going to find it now. Pedestrian, ah, pedestrian failed to yield at crossover. No pedestrian shall leave the curb or other place of safety at a pedestrian crossover and walk, run, or move into the path of a vehicle that is so close that it is impractical, uh, impracticable for the driver of the vehicle to comply with with uh, with the section. So that's really it's only fifty dollars for a pedestrian. Eek. Pedestrians get a good deal. So there are there are pedestrian charges as well. Uh, Niha asks, is it fun to be on in the motorcycle unit? Oh, we're going there. It's the most fun you can possibly have. Getting paid to ride a Harley Davidson and, uh, yeah, I was going to say, feel the wind in your hair, you're wearing a helmet. But it is by far the best thing since sliced bread. Um, yeah, uh, my favorite time as a police officer has been in the, the motorcycle unit. This is a close second. But, yeah, motor squad's where it's at. You know, the the, the reason there are motor officers is because, uh, uh, or the reason that the ETF uh, exists is, the, is what we say is because not everyone can qualify to be a motor officer. As the ETF cringes and laughs out loud. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, do, do, do. Jesse Chavez wants to know, driving without insurance, uh, what happens and charges and why do people drive without it? Well, Jesse, uh, here's the simple answer. Uh, there's people who can't afford it. There's people who don't believe in it, don't want to pay for it. Uh, and there's people who like could possibly pay for it, but they don't qualify because they've, they've just been such a terrible driver uh, that they've gone and done, uh, their insurance rates would be astronomical. Thus, they can't afford it because of their own behavior. Uh, but driving without insurance uh, is, 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 a, is a really dumb move. 
not not calling the people who do it dumb. I'm saying it's a dumb move. Uh, you, you it, first of all, the consequences for being caught driving with no insurance or permitting someone to drive your car whilst knowing it's an uninsured, uh, five to twenty-five thousand dollars on a first conviction and up to six months in jail. So there's consequences. Uh, not to mention the fact that if there's anybody who's injured when the vehicle's uninsured, it means you're responsible. You're liable. They can sue you, and that's up to two million dollars in Ontario. So that's serious. Uh, and again, the, why do people drive without it is because they're they're choosing to make a dumb move, or it's a. And I think it should be criminal. I think it should be absolutely criminal because picture this: you get involved in a collision, you rob someone of life or or their ability to operate. And you know, people would argue that if you if you you know injure someone so severely, you rob them of the life they they had. They have life necessarily. If they survive, they have a life. But they don't have the life that they had. Uh, you're responsible for that. So this is totally unacceptable. All right, moving back, moving back here. What is the minimum charge for getting pulled over? What is this? What's the minimum charge for getting pulled over a G driver on a G1? I don't understand your question. What's the minimum charge for getting pulled over a G driver on a G1? Do you mean that you got pulled over, you're a G1 driver without a G driver in the car? If that's the case, $110 fine, uh, you're you're gonna get a suspension for violating a, a, a learner permit condition. So you're going to get a 30-day suspension the first time, a 90-day the second time. You're going to get kicked out the third time, meaning you lose your license and, and your ability to go for your G2. Um, and then you're going to get charged for either, well, the, the person who lent you the car, if it's not your car, uh, you're looking at a take vehicle without consent if you didn't have permission, or the the driver, excuse me, oh my, that was bad timing. The... Uh, <laughs> The driver who, uh, the person who owned the car lent it to you, they can be charged for uh, for putting someone who was not properly licensed uh, or for the vehicle in the car, like allowing them to do it. Okay. Uh, going back. But th that that's, th is there more? So you can have criminal charges for take vehicle without consent if they didn't consent. If they did consent, you can be, they can be charged for letting you and then you can get the G1. And you're not insured in the event of a collision, so the vehicle wouldn't be repaired if it was damaged in a collision. I think I covered it all now, if that was in fact what you were asking. Driving without a license, what happens? You get charged for driving without a license. It's like a $350 ticket. Obviously, that uh, even if you never had a license, we're gonna create a, a generate a number for you so it'll be tracked for the rest of your days. Um, and you're not insured when you're not, you're not licensed. And if you took it without consent, well, you're gonna get charged criminally. Can you hang uh, objects from a mirror, a rear view mirror? Uh, yes and no. You, I mean, if you put an air freshener there, not a big deal. If you put 15 air fresheners there, you're obscuring the driver's view. So it's, it's a fine line. Uh, are we gonna pull everybody over for everything that you dangle behind your, uh, your, your thing? No, it's not realistic. But if it's something that we're concerned about, you can absolutely be charged for it. Um, what is the most challenging traffic situation you ever encountered and how'd you deal with it? Uh, I, I don't know if you're asking about the most tragic event and you know calls where people have died as a result of collisions, or if you mean like what's the most, you know, uh, I, I don't know where you're going with this. Um, rather than rehashing moments about people's deaths, I'll, I, I'll 
unless you want to specify what you're asking about, I'm, I'm not going to go there because I don't need the emotional roller coaster. Um, one thing that many people don't realize is that uh, police officers, uh, uh, persons in, in fire rescue, in, in uh, EMS, uh, medical people, we deal with a lot of trauma. Uh, it, you know, we as traffic people deal with a lot of death and destruction. We see a lot of bad stuff, a lot of people hurt, a lot of uh, families destroyed through the acts of drivers. It's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about what I do here in education. But um, when we are asked about re, re, like talking about those, we're reliving those moments. Those memories are, are real. And they were hard the first time, they're hard the second time, the third time, the 10th time. I talk about a lot of these things, so I'm not, I'm not giving you a hard time about asking. I, I, I do talk about these things. But I'd like to know where you're going so I don't have to go down the memory road, uh, you, you know, unnecessarily if that's not what you're actually asking about. Uh, the other thing is a lot of people are not prepared to go down that road. So, you know, know, know the, read the room, know the audience. I, I'm, I'm open about these things. I talk about them all the time. But uh, a lot of people don't want to relive the trauma. I don't want to, but I will because it's educational. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, difference between yellow and white pedestrian crossings. Um, the color. They're, they're, I don't know. If, they're, I think it's just the, the sign color. Uh, yellow and white lines denote whether or not the traffic on the other side of the line is going the same direction or the other way. Uh, like oncoming traffic uh, uh, directions. So if, you, if the center line on the road is going to be yellow, it means the traffic on the other side of that yellow line is in fact coming at you. So it's good things to know. However... Uh, pedestrian crossings that are yellow versus white is probably just how they order them for best visibility. There's no legal difference uh, between them. If Okay, so a question from TikTok. If the road forces right-left turn merge, does the driver have to say... Oh, so if you're saying that if the road has a, a specified lane and that lane is a left turn or a right turn lane or a merge lane, do you have to signal? Yes, you're, you have to signal your intention to change direction or move your vehicle outside of the lane that you're in, uh, period. doesn't matter what, this, what it says on the road. Uh, remember that not everyone sees what you see. You're responsible for notifying them. And if you don't, you can be charged $110 for failing to signal. Uh, oh, interesting. Um, I, so I posted videos on Telegram. So we have a Telegram group and Chase is on that group. He says that he posted videos there about how I got stopped last night because I made the same three turns behind an OBP officer because GPS. Is there a potential offense for following a police car? Uh, so funny, not funny. Uh, I, I get why, like you're being you're, you're being told that's the route and uh, and that's the route. But if you were following in such a way that they were suspicious that you were following them, uh, they were investigating you. Is there a charge for going the same direction as another vehicle? I don't think there's anything that they could lay. Like, like are you harassing them? Are you are you following them? Is there a threat there, but just being behind a police officer, um, yeah, th there's no simple charge. It would have to be part of a, a larger thing. Okay. It's Alex, right? I haven't seen you in a while, but yes. Uh, what happens if I was in the intersection when the light has was yellow and it turned red and the car ran the red? Will both I and the driver get a ticket? So um, you're legally there. So, okay. A couple of things, if you've never had a red light ticket, and I hope you never do because I'm, you know, you'd be following the rules. But uh, if you enter on a yellow lawfully, 
and it'll take pictures. You'll get caught in the picture of one of the frames, but you won't have the before and after. It won't be able to uh, tell you that you crossed the line at a certain point. It'll be the, the vehicle that's traveling at speed uh, that'll have the three three frames to to determine that it was that vehicle that went through. So you shouldn't be charged. At very least, you'd have a defense. You'd be able to go and say, no, I entered on the yellow. And maybe they believe you, maybe they wouldn't, but that's what should be happening. You shouldn't be charged for entering on a yellow unless it was a stale yellow and you should have had the opportunity to stop, but you chose to hit the gas and go. But that's not an automated enforcement ticket. That's something a police officer would lay based on making observations in person. Uh, what is this? Covered that, covered this. Okay. Do points from a ticket in New York transfer to Ontario? Yes, New York and Michigan, uh, they talk. And in fact, with they've always talked, uh, even before the, in, the the advent of the internet technology, but it, it is at the point where um, all pretty much anywhere in the States uh, will, will affect your license, pretty much, as far as I know. And if you're suspended there, you're going to be suspended there even if they don't communicate here. So you could get in the States that could result in arrest. Uh, but New York and Michigan, absolutely. Okay. Question from TikTok. Waited to turn left on a green. Two cars from other direction ran the red so could only turn after they went through. The red light camera flashed. Is the left turner at fault? So you're waiting to turn left on a green. You're in the intersection. Two cars ran, so you avoided getting hit and, and injured. And then you cleared the intersection as you're required to do so on the red. You're illegal. Again, red light camera being a flash because they ran the red. They would have caught the red light uh, runners, not you. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Michael says, if I'm driving in a vehicle registered to a big company or like a U-Haul truck, why did I get a $65 ticket, $65 ticket for not showing insurance? Like, isn't it obvious and common sense that they have insurance? Your responsibility as the driver is to supply all documents upon demand. You as the driver have to be able to produce them. In a rental vehicle, they're going to be in the glove box in a certain place, and it's your responsibility to know where those are and furnish the officer with those on demand. So it's, nothing's obvious, and those vehicles are, especially with U-Hauls, are registered in Arizona, and yeah, it, it, we cannot assume anything, and you can't assume anything either. So when you get a vehicle, the first thing you should be asking for is where all the documents are stored. And, okay. Do e-bikes have to pedal assist to be considered a bike no throttle? So there's different types of e-bikes. In fact, there was discussion, and I hope it comes to fruition, where there will be a change in law that clearly delineates the type of uh, uh, e-bike we're dealing with. So a pedelec with no throttle means it, it, it is pedal assist. As soon as you add a, a throttle to it, it is a different type of e-bike. And as soon as you um, you know have a, a, an e-bike that doesn't like you have pedals, well, that's a motorcycle. Like, it's very specific. Uh, it's just not in law, it's e-bike. And e-bikes are um, e-bikes are anything that well okay an e-bike let's back it up maximum speed thirty two kilometers an hour on a flat surface uh, w right now a pedelec in the city of Toronto can go anywhere a bicycle can go an e-bike with a throttle cannot uh, there are restrictions 
uh, a e-bike that looks like a motorcycle is really a motorcycle, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but they're they're not allowed on cycle tracks or or, or bicycle lanes. So there, there's a lot of little things, and if you want more information on what those are, go to trafficcop.ca. You can check out all the pages about the legislation as well as what the rules are in the city of Toronto. Um, yeah, that, that's that's about it. Uh, we're seeing these motorcycle-looking e-bikes, and we, we've caught on. Those bikes do not have 500-watt motors. They have much more powerful motors, and they're capable of speeds over 80 kilometers an hour. Uh, some of them are limited, but you pull one wire, and it's no longer limited. And uh, uh, this is not our first rodeo. Those vehicles are going to be getting charged with drive no license, drive no insurance, drive no plate, unsafe motor vehicle, like you name it. Those people that are that are utilizing vehicles that are that are clearly motor vehicles. It's like a Tesla. It's it's a car. Just because it's running on battery power doesn't make it uh, license and insurance free. And the people that are playing games, we're we're onto it. Okay. Question. Is it illegal if I'm on a motorcycle and I came to a red light and I walk my bike through? So you're going to, well, if it's a red light, you can't walk it through either. You know, you could you could walk your motorcycle through an intersection on a green, but you can't walk it through on a red because now uh, you're crossing against the light as a pedestrian. You'd be charged that way. Is that what you're asking? You want to push it on, push your motorcycle through on a red light? Uh, no, not a good idea. Let's say you live in ABC and travel for work in DEF, uh, where both ABC and DEF are in Ontario. Your residency is in ABC, but you're currently staying in DEF for six months at a time for work. Should you change your residency to DEF or can you keep it ABC? Wow. Uh, the, the deal is that what your primary residence is, uh, is where you should be registered. Now, if you've been living somewhere for six months, you should have changed it after 30 days. And uh, yeah, it's a bit of a pain to switch it back and forth, but you should be switching your residence to where you're actually sleeping uh, because that's your residence. Half a year, uh, it's your residence. Change it, 30 days to change it. Uh, sorry, 30 days, you have to change it, and then you have six days to actually make the change. You're still in Ontario, so you don't have to, to change your license other than the address in which you reside. So reasons why this is actually a really good idea. Let's say something happens to a loved one, something happens to you. We need to know where you live so that we can come notify you that something happened to a loved one uh, or to find you if a loved one's looking for you. To have the address where your loved ones are will reduce the amount of, or will increase the amount of time uh, to find you. Just so many reasons why it's, it's smart, but it's actually required. Your primary residence is where you're spending your time. And more than 30 days, I'd argue you're a resident there. If you didn't do anything wrong and got pulled over, do you have to say anything or give them anything? Yes. If you're operating a motor vehicle in the province of Ontario, you are required to surrender your driver's license, proof of insurance, and your your registration upon demand of a police officer. Why can we pull you over? Well, in the province of Ontario, and I'm gonna assume everywhere uh, in, in Canada, we can stop any car at any time to ensure that you're licensed because you're operating a motor vehicle, to ensure that you're sober because you're required by law uh, to be sober, and to ensure that you are uh, uh, insured Those are automatically. And then we're also able to check the status of your vehicle for safety. 
and that's just for you being on the road. There's no, you don't have to, doing something right or wrong is irrelevant. Those reasons are always valid to pull you over. Oh. Zombie says, good morning. I'll be listening through car Bluetooth today as I'm about to head to Ottawa. Well, I'm sure because you asked this question um, only, only two minutes ago. So have a safe drive. Thank you for joining us, even if it's just the audio version. Uh, safe travels. I haven't been to Ottawa recently. I have to go back to Ottawa. What's the best thing to eat in Ottawa? Is it beaver tails? Hmm. I don't know. I saw a preview. A, a preview? I, got, I saw a, an exclusive screening of an upcoming YouTube video from my, my friend Joseph. We, it was pretty impressive, and people ate beaver tails there. Apparently, if you're in Ottawa and you're eating beaver tails, there's one, there's a, there's a secret menu at beaver tails. Just like cheese and lemon or something? Garlic, cheese, and lemon. Anyway, it's supposed to be spectacular. Um, yeah, now I want to have a beaver tail. Just saying. But there's carbs in that, right? What's the solution for my bike rack that is obscuring my back plate? I'm glad you asked. There is a plate relocation kit made by most manufacturers of bike racks, uh, and there are third-party general ones available too. If you're going to drive with that at night, you need to illuminate your uh, license plate with a minimum of three candela of power, of light power. And um, yeah, that's what you need to do. Relocate your plate or get a bike rack that doesn't obscure your plate. One of the two. Okay. Oh, are you allowed to drive through a protester at low speed if they're blocking the road and what happens if they start getting violent? Uh, no, you can't push your way into and through people. You, you can't. Uh, this is a, a, a very not fun situation where protesters, you, you, you can't use your vehicle as a weapon, even if you're just trying to get through. Uh, find a different route. Or, or if, yeah, or, or talk to police. But it's a, it's a sticky situation. I think we covered this one already. Uh, what happens if I was in the intersection when the light was yellow and it turned? No, we did talk about this one. Okay. Do we need to go to a special course to join the police? The answer is you don't. You do have to have, you know, um, education in terms of the minimum requirements. We'll talk about employment in just a second. Uh, but you don't have to take law enforcement. Now, once you're hired, you do have to go to the Ontario Police College and the Toronto Police College if you're hired by us. But it's not that you need to take, uh, you know, law and security to be a police officer. We're going to train you with what we need you to know uh, once you're hired. Now, if you take it, that's great. You have, you know, more more knowledge. But if you become an accountant first, then you bring unique skills and abilities to our amazing police service. Makes us better. Now, on the topic of careers, if you're interested in becoming a member of the Toronto Police Service, we are hiring. Uh, www.tps.ca forward slash careers is the website. It'll bring you to this page. And then you can go and get great information, like all the things you've ever wanted to know about becoming a police officer. Uh, what does it take? What you know, The basic information in terms of requirements. The fact that you have to be 18 and a permanent resident of Canada or a Canadian citizen. Uh, yeah, it, it talks about pay. It talks about everything. You can even apply online. Uh, parking enforcement, communication, special constable. These are all great jobs. And we have civilian roles. Are there going to be more than two? Hey, there's a new one. Uh, po Toronto Police College. Uh, oh, Toronto Police College Training and Education Armament 
an armorer, if you are a gunsmith, so armorer, 84 and a half to 95 and a half roughly uh, is, is what it is, and you'd be ensuring the range and safety regulations and procedures are followed at all times, uh, deal with weapons in terms of, uh, you know, repairing them and, and so on. This is great. You have, to have, you have to be a two-year community college program in gunsmith apprenticeship or equivalent combination of education. Blah, 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 blah. Very cool. I've never seen a posting for that. That is new to me. Anyway, if you're interested in joining uh, the police service as a uniform member or as one of our uh, civilians, and in this one, a very unique one, a gunsmith, then go check it out. Okay. Okay. Oh, Alex is gonna ha he's gonna try and find uh, Beaver Tails at the X. What's the penalty for driving in the HOV? Improper use of HOV lanes. I think it's one fifty or one eighty and a few demerit points. You can also be charged for a disobey sign because there's an additional sign in most places where it says what you can and can't do. So um, yeah, it's one fifty or one eighty. It's irrelevant. Don't don't break the rules. You'll never find out. You'll never need to know. Akela Jaconis coming in late to the party, but here, and we appreciate you with greetings and salutations. Um, yeah, it's good to see you. Now, if you're watching and you don't know who I am, my name is Sean Shapiro, and I'm about 15 minutes behind schedule for telling you that. I like to refresh the room every once in a while. Yeah, if you're if you are watching and don't know who I am, that's me. I talk about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff all the time. This is Ask a Traffic Cop, a show for that purpose. And uh, we do it Monday to Friday from 10 to 11, although I am looking at doing an evening show uh, once a week. So here's the question. What day of the week would be the best day of the week to do an evening show? Let me know. Let me know in the comments. I want to know what your thoughts are. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Akela Jaconis is simply reading lips uh, watching the show. I, is the, is the on-screen uh, captions working? I saw that on someone's live stream. On-screen captions. That looked cool. So I wonder, does anyone see the on-screen captions? Hmm. Okay. Will I get a ticket if one of my brake lights is broken? You could, because you'd be shining white light to the back, to the rear, and that's not legal. So if you are shining white light to the rear, you are in violation, and you could get a $110 ticket. The careers page won't load. Try going to, well, if you're on your phone, it might not, it may not work. But go to uh, tps.ca and go through the links and see if you can find it a different way. Okay. YouTube says no captions available. No, YouTube takes a while. After, it's, after it goes offline, it'll rebroadcast. But on TikTok in particular, I was seeing live captions, live, live, live captions, like instantaneous live stream captions, and I thought that was neat. Uh, question from Keenan. Hey, Sean, quick question. If you end up blowing a stop sign that has been obstructed by a new telephone pole and or tree limb, could the ticket be thrown out? So... This is one of those situations that if you do get charged, go back and take a photo of the area. A police officer engaged in enforcement should have checked the area prior to. Now, it's very possible uh, that that uh, they it was one of those things that they weren't set up for enforcement. They just happened to see it run the stop sign, and the area may not have checked, and they may not be aware of the fact that the stop sign was obscured. That being said, if you see an intersection that looks like it might have a stop sign but didn't have one that maybe you ought to have done, it gets more complicated. You may have a defense. And uh, 
the big thing is if you get stopped, go check out the areas. And the answer, again, is it could be thrown out, but it's up to the judge or JP. You need to make your case. Thin white line interception, a.k.a. Ryan. Uh, what is the primary function of the MTO, and are they considered peace officers or constables? I believe they're special constables. They have the authority to, uh, and they are peace officers in the in the active uh, the active performance of their duty. Peace officer is a, is, is a title, um, like a mayor is a peace officer, a, a, a summons server is a peace officer while engaged in serving summons. So their special constables would be their rank, I believe, and then peace officer is what they're considered in addition to being constables. Uh, but they are they have the authority to do enforcement for for motor vehicles. They are. Uh, the enforcement branch of the Ministry of Transportation. And, oh, okay. So Keenan Keenan had that exact situation. That was in, in regards to the stop sign ticket. Okay. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, yeah. Lots of uhs and ums. And they're intentional. How strict are diesel emissions in Ontario? Uh, from a mechanical side of point? Uh, I don't know. But if you're if you're spewing smoke and you're... Uh, removing your emissions equipment that's required by law, expect a ticket. We're, we're pretty strict on, on everything because the law says you got to have stuff. You should have stuff. Well, let's see here. Every day is a good day for an evening show, but but <laughs> but Chase might be biased. That's funny. Uh, YouTube says, okay, we talked about that. Uh, oh, I see. Which Oh, so Alex tried, which browser did you use? Was Chrome working and like you were using Exploder still? Does anyone use Windows Explorer? This is the question. And yes, something related to finance will pop up. What I suggest doing is, is if you're interested in becoming a member of the Toronto Police, this is going back to employment. If you're interested in becoming a member of the Toronto Police Service, uh, go in and create a profile. You can create an account where you can load up all of your your resume, it's an electronic system. You got it, it's gonna take you some time. Enter all that stuff in. You don't have to apply for a job immediately. You can build your profile. That way when a job that you're interested in becomes available, all you have to do is select it and your ready profile is in there. Maybe you have to update your resume, maybe not. There you go. That's that's my that's my tip of the day. Can you have a passenger in a truck camper, camper that sits in the back of the truck? No, not in Ontario. Some places might allow it. Ontario does not. You can't put them in a trailer. You can't put them in a truck camper. Uh, no, you have to be in a proper seated, uh, like a proper seat in the truck wearing a seatbelt to be in a car or truck in Ontario. I was actually shocked to find out that there were places that actually allowed trailers and, and whatnot. Uh, super duper dangerous. What is this? Question or statement regarding a question about stop sign ticket. If you have a white stop line, uh, there's probably, uh, there's probably, oh, there probably is supposed to be a stop sign. Shark teeth, supposed to be a yield sign. Y yes, uh, there are clues on the road. Clues. Uh, Google does not load properly, had to use other browsers before Chrome worked. Now it doesn't. Uh, interesting. Okay, just got hit by a bike that ran a red light while I was in the crosswalk. Uh, what should normally be done? If you were hit by a cyclist, uh, it's not a motor vehicle collision because there was no motor vehicle involved. Uh, it's still an incident. You can call police and have a report late, uh, you know, uh, 
created. It's an incident report, not a collision report. Uh, but if you sustained injuries, at very least, they should be ex- exchanging information with you. Uh, you might you might need to sue them. You know, I, I, that's there's a big problem, uh, and this is what I think is a big problem. Not everybody, especially cyclists, don't agree with me, but cyclists cause damage, and not always are they held accountable, and not always do they have insurance. House insurance, you can go after cyclists for their house insurance uh, if they have coverage. Otherwise, you can sue them personally. Uh, what about an RV? Do they need to have be in actual seats? Yes, RVs, you can't be in bed in an RV. You need to be in a seat with a seatbelt. So it's no longer a temporary domicile while it's in operation, so you need to be in a seat wearing a seatbelt. Oh, Dr. Nick missed a couple of questions after Michael said good day. Oh, oh, you're telling me that I missed a couple of questions. I'll come back and look. Uh, Can I get stopped for a broken windshield? Uh, Broken like it's not there? Yes. Broken like it's got uh, issues with visibility? Yes. Uh, What do we got here? Some of them I... Akela is saying, uh, stay safe and have a, don't have a good day, have a great day. I always appreciate that. There was some stuff that was things we talked about. Oh, thank you. Like, this is one I, I, I accidentally skipped. Plate covers. Have you got a ticket for having it on a vehicle? Any way to fight it as he has removed it? So, technically, you're guilty for having it, but it's possible um, that the Crown, with proof that you've removed it, may actually choose to withdraw it because you were compliant. Um, is that a guarantee? No. They don't, you've committed the offense by driving with it on, uh, but I've seen in my experience that, that sometimes they will remove it or, or withdraw it. Uh, you could do that by way of a, a, uh, a what's it called? A, I can't remember what it's called. Initial, no. Early resolution? I can't remember what it's called. It's three options. You either choose a crown, crown that's not crown cons, consultation. Yeah, I am mixing my words today. Uh, but yeah, if you talk to the crown in advance, they could choose to give you a break. They could choose to withdraw it. That's up to them. You can take it to trial and they can choose to do it either or. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're admitting that you had it on and you've taken it off to correct it, they can still charge you the, uh, you're still guilty of it. It's up to them if they want to do anything else. Okay. I think I I think I've caught everything that it was there. Oh, see, there's another one I missed. Do police still use any kind of roadside sobriety testing, or do they go straight to MAS? So, a fantastic question. Roadside sobriety testing or standard field sobriety testing is something that all traffic officers are trained in, or at least they're supposed to be. Uh, so we can go that way. And, and do uh, standard field sobriety testing. We could use um, a, 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 what do you call it? A, so MAS is mandatory alcohol screening, and that's an option. So in case you didn't know, mandatory alcohol screening means that even if we don't have suspicion to demand a roadside screening device uh, test, we could just test everybody. So if we said every fifth car, every whatever I've determined in the beginning of my shift, whatever my, my, my supervisor has said we're going to do tonight, like we're going to go do a ride, and everyone gets a test. That's everyone gets a test. If I say every third car is going to get a test, and I do that, uh, it takes the bias away. It's every third stop. Um, my, my thing, if I was on the road today, would be every single car that I stopped, I would do an MAS test, regardless of, um, of, of the fact that I don't have any odor of alcohol uh, 
Hang on a second. Taking that away. I don't know how that ended up there. Okay. May have been an accidental button, accidental button press. So, yeah, I can I can test everybody. I think uh, producer keeps hitting a button because that was not me. <laughs> anyway, I'm finding that far too entertaining. Okay. Um, the deal is that um, I'm totally off track. <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, if there's no suspicion, I can have mandatory alcohol screening. If I do believe you've been consuming alcohol, I have reasonable suspicion by way of uh, odor of alcoholic beverage or you've admitted to me that you have alcohol. Well, I'm not using mandatory alcohol screening. It's not MAS. I'm based on that suspicion. I'm now making it demand. It's a separate, it's just, it, it really nothing changes, just a legal difference. And then, and then it's a, uh, or or I could use uh, standard field sobriety if I ha if I don't have a roadside screening device, I could do the the SFST because I'm qualified for that, and um, and yeah, so there's no always. It always depends. I think that I hope that covers everything you ever wanted to know about whatever you just asked me. Okay, scrolling back to see if I got anything. What is this? Can I get a ticket from an officer for cutting a red in an intersection with a camera? Yes, you can always get a police officer laying a charge uh, because you've committed an offense that they've made an, a, a, uh, an observation to, and there's no guarantee that you're going to get a camera ticket. But if I've seen something, I can write the ticket, and then you can deal with the court after. Okay. Have you seen the video... Have you seen the video of the YRP officer charging someone for using their phone on the road? Everyone is mad because the car was in park. I have not seen that video. I think it's funny though because people don't understand that you can't park in a non-legal parking like in a in the middle of the road. Putting it in park doesn't make it legal to use your phone. You have to be legally parked, and that's the difference. But that's entertaining. You know, this is why we're here. We're here to explain the law. And. It's easy uh, to to follow the law when you get it, but I understand where there's confusion and people think, well, legally parked up in park. How can I not be legally? We, we explain the, the fringe stuff. Okay. And the question is, so anytime an RV passenger is being moved, the passenger must be belted. Yes. Yeah, you, if you're driving on the road, you have to be occupying a seat with a seatbelt, and the seatbelt must be worn legally. Uh, can I even get pulled over using a cell phone, texting, or emailing? Yes, you can get pulled over using your cell phone, texting, or emailing at a stopped red light. Yes, because you're operating your motor vehicle. You're responsible for paying attention to the road. Uh, the only time you can use your cell phone is if you are legally parked in a legal parking spot. Yes. So anytime you're using your phone outside of that legal parking spot, uh, you could be charged. What else? I think I think about the date, and it's eleven a.m. Like on the dot. So thank you to my producer, uh, who is Leo Eif, if anyone was wondering, and thank you to uh, Emma and Tracy, who are of course here. Uh, much appreciated. And I, if I didn't say hello to you directly, thanks to everyone who came out and hung out. We'll be back. Tomorrow, but tomorrow will be at 9.30 because we've got Jerry Agar at 9.30 and then we'll keep going right to 11 o'clock. So it's the extra large episode. Uh, let's see here. 
how often do police enforce cyclists running stop signs and red lights? Whenever I see it, I would stop it. That was my thing when I was on the road. Because um, Ryan doesn't see it happening. Uh, yeah, I, th I think a lot of cyclists don't even realize that they have to stop. And a lot of them are, are protesting that they want to have something called an Idaho stop. Uh, there's been requests to have that brought here. That's where a stop sign is a yield sign and a, and a red light is a stop sign for cyclists. That's not the law. They're required to stop and they're el eligible for tickets. And then when they get tickets, they get upset and then call the media. doesn't matter that a cyclist ran into another cyclist and that person died recently. So cyclists are capable of hurting other people. But there's this belief that cyclists only hurt themselves, so why should they have to follow the rules? I don't get it. We see, we see too many people getting hurt. Uh, can you have a road violation removed from your driving history or you have to request? Road violations or convictions come after, come off your current uh, abstract after three years. There's a lifetime abstract where it never comes off. But the ones that insurance companies see, that's three years. And then there's the uh, points. They come off two years after their date of the offense. And as... My wife says, please hang on to your questions until tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. 9.30 in the morning. Uh, we'll be here. And in the meantime, I will say goodbye. And I will leave you with the traffic song because it's the best song in the whole wide world. And I got to get it on, on Apple Play soon. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. Watch for pedestrians, look out for bikes, and don't drive like a jerk. That no one likes yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Put down your cell phone, nobody needs you to text and drive on the DVP. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Stop the stop signs, look both ways, then go. Seat belt, save your life indeed, and watch your driving. Don't speed, yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and not get free. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. You thought I wasn't going to do dad jokes, right? I didn't, I didn't. I didn't forget. Okay, I forgot. Uh, the, today's the 29th, and that means that I get to... What? This is the worst joke I've ever written. Uh, written read. Not written. I didn't, I didn't write this. What is a superhero's favorite drink? A fruit punch? I don't get that. I don't even think it's like, remotely funny. Any other dad jokes? Because that one stunk. We need one. We need one. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Emma says, dad jokes. Uh, okay, we're here. We're here. Come on. There's got to be. Oh, here. I got a stack of dad jokes. Stack of dad jokes. Oh, this one I've read before, but I'll read it again because I liked it. Uh, Want to hear a joke about construction? Never mind. I'm still working on it. Okay, I was a little delayed for the button. Uh, what is the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle? A tire. Uh, 
Not bad. My hotel tried to charge me $10 extra for air conditioning. Not cool. I like that. These are good ones. This is from a different calendar. <laughs> These are back from July. Why was the horse so happy? Because he lived in a stable environment. I actually, I actually like that one again, too. These are good. These are really good. What do you call a kangaroo's lazy joey? A pouch potato. Okay, I'm not going to do the symbols anymore because they're annoying. Uh, can one bird make a pun? <laughs> no, but two can. <laughs> I'll leave these for emergencies uh, and tomorrow. Uh, but uh, that's it. We got some dad jokes, and uh, we are out of here. It's just that time. Have a good one, everybody. Stay safe. Drive sober. Park legally. Uh, be good to one another. Yeah. Smile. It, it looks good on you. Take care.